0: And good morning, have Bible World Travel Church family and everybody else out there uh joining our live stream broadcast this morning. My name is Pastor Aaron Kofer, and obviously uh Pastor Pat and Mike Senior will not be on this week. Pastor Pat uh is still uh at his farm with his dad, and uh, Mike Senior is uh getting another vacation day from overcover hours. So we're sure missing both of them, but I'm sure they'll both I'll be back soon. So how are you guys this morning? Let me make sure I got everybody here on Facebook real quick. If I can figure out how to do that. Let's see. I refresh. All right, there I am. Okay, let's see here. Um, Just trying to figure out how I get the comments. I'm going to need my wife to show me how to do that. Uh, uh, Like that? No, no, that's not it. Oh, I'm just going to keep pressing buttons until something happens. Nope, that's not it. Hang tight with me, guys. She is going to show me how to do this. Oh, there we go. All right, Mike Tucker. She did not want to be on camera this morning, so uh, that was my ploy to get on camera. So Mike <laughs> Tucker is on this morning. Good morning to you, Mike. And Mike has been instrumental uh, in the watchdogs at BBS. He's been taking the lead and really doing a good job. Uh, with the watchdogs at VBS uh, Gary Harden has been at VBS both nights shell John's I told her last night She wins the award for best decorated room at least that I've seen uh, At church for VBS that thing is awesome and I know her uh, wonderful husband EJ helped her out with that and EJ is running over all of our games at uh, VBS, so uh, but we'll be talking more about that good to see you all on this morning uh, we got uh, Mike Tucker, Gary Hart, Shelby Johns, uh, Slingshot, Vandergriff, good morning to you. Uh, Becca Law, good morning, Junior Evans, Terry Garrick. All right, we got a good crowd on this morning already. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying uh, VBS so far. So first question is, have you been to VBS yet? Second question, how many nights have you been? And third question, what is your favorite part of VBS so far? Uh, it is been a blast. Deanna Fletcher. Good morning to you. So there's my question. Have you been to VBS yet? Have you been to both nights and what is your favorite part so far? Maybe you could have only got to one. Uh, but what is your favorite part of VBS so far? Because it has been a blast. Um, uh, and it all starts with the food. Let's be honest. It starts with the food. The first night we had nacho bar. I think, Stephanie and Ryan did that and then last night we had Russ and Brenda do uh, a like a chicken alfredo with garlic bread and uh, Salad and they do that for all the volunteers because all the volunteers are pretty much coming straight from work and they uh, Don't really have a chance to eat. So these people volunteer to feed all the volunteers and it's a great great thing. So uh, Obviously, we're gonna start with prayer requests So if you have any prayer requests, uh, make sure you throw them up here uh, on the chat. And um, if you want the prayer for prayer requests, go to hdwt.org. I think it's under Connect and Prayer. And we have a prayer wall there. And you can go on there type on your prayer request. And uh, people from the church and everybody else can pray for that prayer request. You can be anonymous. You can mention names. It's a really cool um, thing we have. So make sure you check that out. So if you have any prayer requests this morning, make sure uh, you send them up. Let's see. Shelby John says, I've been there every night, and I absolutely love hearing the answers the kids give at the end of the night of all the things they learned. Yes, I love uh, hearing that. Just, uh, hey, guys, what did you learn tonight? And everybody's raising their hand from uh, little Jacob all the way up to to my son Brock and everything like that. Uh, They all raise their hands. They all have something great to say, and that shows that they really are learning. They're having a blast. And, um, yeah, guys, VBS is is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing, and we still have three more nights of it. Uh, So we've done two nights. We still have three more nights of it, uh, tonight, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Doors open at 6. Festivities kick off at 6.30, and it goes all the way until 9 o'clock at night. So, uh, again, what is your favorite part of VBS? So I'm going to start off with a couple of prayer requests, and then you guys can keep sending yours in. So obviously keep uh, Pastor Pat's dad in prayer, uh, Mr. Rankin, uh, as uh, they're going through a tough situation right now. So pray for that family. That's If you're wondering, that's why uh, Pastor Pat has not been at VBS yet, because obviously he needs to be uh, with his dad in, in his final days and being there and supporting Uh, His dad supporting his family. So that's exactly where Pastor Pat uh, needs to be. And so uh, we are picking up uh, what what he would be doing. And that's why uh, you haven't seen him yet. But believe me, he wants to be there. He's praying for everybody. But obviously, uh, his first priority is being with his dad. So keep the Rankin family uh, in your prayers. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Deanna says, Every night can't choose favorite. Too many amazing things happen. Mike Tucker, I love seeing the kids have fun learning about the Lord and seeing my teenager serving the church. Yes, absolutely. And Mike Woods Sr. is Good morning to you, Sr. Uh, and let's just, I'm going to brag on the Tucker family real quick. So obviously they come all the way in from, from almost an hour away every night. Mike works early in the morning. Lisa takes care of the kids every day and does all her things. And then they come to church and Lisa's teaching her class and Mike's helping lead security. And then they go home, and they do the thing, and they come all the way back again. So, and I know many families do it, uh, but especially the Tuckers. They bring the whole Tucker tribe in. Uh, Shannon, Mike, Tucker's uh, sister comes in. So I'm bragging on the Tucker family right now because they're doing a great job. Uh, just everything they do, they, they love the Lord. They teach their kids about the Lord. Dallas, their son, got saved on Monday night. So uh, good job, Tucker family, bragging on you guys this morning. Gary Harden seeing how all the church family works together to put on such a great week of ministry for all ages. Yes, Uh, and our church obviously does VBS five days in a row. Uh, Not all churches do that. Some just do three days, and sometimes it's just for a couple hours in the morning. Uh, Some do two days, some do five days, Uh, but we do all five days, and I think we're one of the only churches that offers a VBS class for the adults. While their kids are going through VBS. So that way the whole family can be there together. Learning about the Lord. So uh, it's really exciting VBS. So again. uh, Prayer requests. The Rankin family. Do you guys have any prayer requests? Make sure you uh, bring them up to me. That way we can be praying for them. Uh, Mike Tucker says thank you sir. No thank you buddy. For doing all the things you and your family are doing. And let's see here. Trying to think of it. Uh, Do you have any. Other prayer requests that I'm missing, maybe. I know there's a bunch So Mike. uh, uh, Mike Rankin. uh, We're going to pray for Kylie Beatty's mom, Terry Donovan. Definitely going to pray for her. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Pray for Keelan this morning. She was not feeling good last night. Uh, Trying to think who else. Uh, I know there's a bunch of people out there that need prayer. We're going to pray for our government. In our country this morning. country. Uh, I want to pray for Terry Burek's brother, Danny. Pray for him. Uh, pray, yeah. Gary Hard says, pray for the youth camp coming up. When are they? They're going out August. 6th August sixth through the tenth. Through the tenth. So, pray for the youth camp. They're going out August. 6th through the 10th, they're going to Redemption Ranch, and praise God that they're getting out there It's been a couple years since we've been able to send the youth out to a camp Uh, And I know a lot of kids that have signed up that are going and I know Gary's uh, grandson Anthony's going so praise God for that Uh, So we're definitely gonna lift up the youth. Uh, I would say me and my wife got to be part of youth camp for 8 9 10 years Uh, Going down to Branson, uh, we took as many as, I'd say, 60, 70 kids, uh, 100 and something total people with all the adults, and that is one of the, uh, let me put it, stressful slash uh, rewarding times that we've ever had as being Christians and leading ministry, because it's stressful getting the kids down there and, and keeping track of everybody, feeding everybody, keeping everybody safe. But it's rewarding because you get to share the gospel with so many teenagers that, um, on the other hand, may not go to youth camp, may not go to church. And this is an opportunity to to preach and speak into their lives for four or five days. And lots of lots of kids got saved down there, got baptized down there, got to be baptized in the lake. Um, So it's a great, great opportunity for the youth. Uh, Mark and Felicia and Mike Cavey are leading it this year. Uh, They've got some great volunteers going down, so we are definitely praying for the youth camp. Uh, Roxanne says, does anyone have a generator I can borrow? So obviously Roxanne is probably still without power, and I think there's quite a few people up there in the North County area that that are without power. So uh, Roxanne is looking for a generator uh, to borrow if anybody has one. So Roxanne, we're going to put you on uh, the prayer request prayer request list as well, so power, we're going to pray that your power comes back on today, um, I don't. I, I think that we got storms out here last night too, I didn't hear it, I was sleeping like a baby, I think I went to bed at about 11, and I was out like a light, light. I, that is the best night's sleep I've had in probably weeks, usually I get up once or twice or three times and get a drink of water or whatever, but last night I slept great. I bet everybody else serving at BBS right now is sleeping like a log. I bet their kids are sleeping like a log. Uh, but it, it's great, great time, so it's all worth it. So without further ado, we're going to pray for all these prayer requests. Again, if you have any, go ahead and send them up. And then, uh, guys, we've got a great, great Bible study. I feel like I'm, not, I feel like I'm talking like Donald Trump because he always says it's great, great. It's going to be good, good, you know, so I don't know. Uh, still a little tired, but that's all right. We're going to be talking about freedom this morning and how to get back to freedom. If you feel like you've kind of lost your freedom or given a little bit of your freedom up, we're going to talk about how to get that freedom back. So I'm looking forward to it. And, um, Roxanne says, thank you. We have to have an electrician out. The box is damaged. All right. So let's pray for Roxanne and pray for everybody else here on the prayer request list. So dear Lord, just thank you for waking us up here this morning uh lord with another opportunity to serve you another opportunity to, to witness to more people another opportunity to serve other people and lord we lift up all these prayer requests and lord we start with uh pastor pat and his family lord i know uh mr rankin is is in, uh probably lord his, his last days lord and i know you've got uh a seat in heaven reserved for him so lord i just pray uh for the rankin family i pray uh for comfort and for peace for uh, Pastor Pat uh, and Linda and Greg and the whole family, Lord. I just pray you'd be with them and uh, during this tough time. And I pray for Terry Donovan, who, uh, Lord, is struggling with it health issues. Pray for healing for her. Pray for Keelan and Miss Vicki today, Lord, uh, that they continue to get better. Uh, pray for our government. Pray for our country, Lord, that uh, that it gets turned around and focused back on you uh, pray for uh, Terry Burick's brother, Danny. Pray for the youth camp coming up uh, August 6th through August 10th. Lord, I pray for the kids. I pray for the leaders. I pray, Lord, uh, that the gospel message is shared. And, uh, Lord, that there's salvations uh, where there needs to be saving grace uh, in the youth camp. And, Lord, I pray for Miss Roxanne and her power. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, somebody can get out there and uh, get that box fixed to where her power can be restored. And, uh, Lord, pray for the rest of the VBS. Pray for uh, tonight and tomorrow and Friday. Uh, pray for great turnouts. Pray, uh, Lord, that, uh, again, the gospel message is shared through the VBS skits and through the teachers and through the staff. And, Lord, that uh, there's many salvations. And thank you for the ones that have already happened uh, through this VBS. And uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, as you can see, I need a haircut, but I'm just going to let go. I told my wife, I go, oh, no, I'm not cutting the hair for probably till next year, so uh, we'll see how crazy it gets, uh, because I just don't want to pay for $27 for a haircut anymore. It's ludicrous, and I won't do it. And you say, well, why don't you just shave your head? Because I look funny with a shaved head. That's why I'm not just shaving my head. I'll cut your hair. And I'm not letting my wife cut my hair either. Last time she cut my hair, I had a mullet, and yes, I asked for it, and then it just didn't turn out great, so... Uh, so yeah, let's see here Roxanne says prayers going up to the ranking family. I love them so much. Yes, absolutely So, all right, so let's go through some of the upcoming events. Obviously, we've talked a lot about it already We're going to talk a little bit about uh, About it more um, VBS. Have you been to VBS? What has been your favorite part? Uh, 70 think has been doing a wonderful great job uh, leading it, all the people came up Sunday, and actually the whole week before, decorating, getting decorations ready, getting decorations up, all in preparation. It's hard work. It's a year in planning. I'm sure Stephanie's been planning this for a year in advance, and uh, all the culminating uh, to this week, and it shows the hard work, the dedication, uh, the love for the Lord to, to, sh- to get the gospel out to all these kids, all these adults. Uh, it's all paying off now. Uh, So if you have not been to BBS, what are you waiting for? Hopefully you get a chance to get up to church this week, uh, Westport location, and uh, get some of BBS on you. Bring your friends, bring your family. Again, it is something for the entire age group, all the way from nursery, all the way up to the adult Bible study class. I think our youngest was probably... Less than a year old, that was in the nursery. And I want to say our oldest yesterday was in his 80s, I think, 80s. Uh, So there's something for the whole family. Make sure you are there and uh, make sure you get there. Uh, Eaton fam, so I'm guessing that's Nikki and Aaron. So Nikki and Aaron, good morning to you. She says, or they say, go team, way to go. Uh, So we're definitely praying for the Eatons as they've got some uh, awesome opportunities in their life coming up. Uh, So praying for them. Uh, so again, BBS, make sure you're there. If you haven't been there, what are you waiting for? Get there. Starts tonight. Six, uh, doors open at six, uh, dinner, or not dinner. I'm thinking of fellowship. Six festivities start at six thirty. goes all the way to nine o'clock. Um, next big event on the calendar, which is, I think. One month away from today. I think the 19th, right? Mm-hmm. Is ride for Rocky. This is the 20th. Third, Ride for Rocky, uh, and it is one month away. It is crazy, crazy, crazy how fast the summer goes. Um, <clears throat> I usually equate the Ride for Rocky kind of, I don't want to say the end of summer, but kind of like everybody gets back into the swing of school and all that stuff. When the Ride for Rocky happens, that's right around when my kids go back to school. I think they go back the Thursday before the Ride for Rocky. Yep. Uh, so Ride for Rocky. Uh, the 23rd annual ride for Rocky, it's going to be exciting. <clears throat> if you guys have never heard of it, it's uh, Pastor Pat and Miss Vicki's uh, daughter Raquel passed away in an automobile accident in 2000. Am I right? year 2000? 2001. 2001. Uh, and in honor of her memory, they have been doing a ride to raise funds. Uh, number one for Cardinal Glennon Hospital for showing uh, uh, Rocky and the family such great care and just such great compassion. Uh during her time there that they've given back over, I think, $600,000, $700,000 just to the Cardinal Glennon Hospital. Uh, and then the other half goes to our Benevolence Fund where we can help people out uh, that are struggling. So that is the Ride for Rocky. If you have donations, uh, see Miss Vicki. I know we've had quite a few donations already given. It's going to be a great Ride for Rocky. I want, Usually our first stop is Westport. Then we usually go to, where do we go after that? North? Something like that, and then we wind up in Westport. So for the exact locations and schedule, I'm sure that'll be coming out soon. But the 23rd Ride for Rocky is August 19th, so make sure you mark your calendars. Uh, the, the one after that is the Ladies Retreat, which is what? What's the Ladies Retreat dates? Do you know them? It's the end of August. August 20. Like the 24th or 20th. As you can see, I'm running all my information through my wife. Because she helps with the bulletin and put everything online, and she has all these dates memorized. And then when I ask her, she doesn't have all the dates memorized because she's got so many dates in her mind. So, uh, and then you may ask, well, why isn't she sitting next to you doing the overcover hour? That's a great question. So, tonight at BBS, make sure you put her on the spot saying, why were you not there with your husband supporting him doing the. Overcover hour, because Lord knows it's hard to do it by yourself. Why weren't you supporting him? Please lay a guilt trip on her I tonight. I supporting you from right was, on. I'm sorry, she's supporting me from the couch <laughs> right there. So she's supporting me from not on camera. So uh, Brad Cottrell says, Beagle Memorial Ride will be August 5th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We will have plenty of food after the ride at Quail Ridge Park same Pavilion last year, so I guess that's something different. There's something else. There's something else coming up. Uh, Brad, what is coming up uh, this Saturday, right? It's the Christmas in July. Christmas in July. So uh, Christmas in July. I think it's, uh, it's in memory of Pastor Bebo. I think it's at five o'clock at the Midland BFW. If I'm wrong, please correct me. I want to make sure. Yeah, I want to make sure everybody knows about that. So I think it's Christmas in July. Put on the travelers in in memory of Pastor Bevo. Five o'clock Saturday at the Midland VFW. I think. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Uh, Janet says the ladies' retreat is August 25th through the 27th. Right. Just drinking coffee, ladies. Uh, and the ladies' retreat is the second best retreat. Uh, at church right after the men's retreat, because the men's retreat is better, because we have lots of meat, we shoot guns, and we serve the Lord and worship the Lord, so uh, I think it's better than, I don't know, really, I don't even know what the ladies do, I'm, ladies, I'm sure you have a great time, It's just not my cup of tea, I'm, I think you guys sit there and sing kumbaya, sing kumbaya just says. all right, so uh, ladies, have a great time on the retreat, where are you guys going this year? Um, oh, Cherryville, Cherryville, it was our original place original we place you went to so uh Brad says yes this Saturday 5 p.m. Midland BFW silent auction baskets and food karaoke and fun. So there you go. Uh, you got the Bebo ride on August 5th 9 to 3 p.m. Uh, Crayon Ridge Park uh, afterwards just like we did last year and then the Christmas in July this Saturday. 5 p.m. Midland at BFW. going to be lots of stuff. Uh, Janet said Fairwinds Cabin. Fairwinds Cabin. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I was getting ready to say it. So, so let talking. me get a raise of hands oh, or a thumbs I'm up out there gonna... on Facebook land. Who wants Janet and Jess to do Overcomer Hour oh, Our... no. next next week? Okay. I think Janet Dillon and Jessica Kofor should do Overcomer Hour by themselves next week. I'll do. I'll be the tech person. Oh, no, you can't come in no, now. I may as well. Oh, my That's gosh. True. Let's give a round of applause to Jessica Cole for everybody. She has just woken up, and she is here. This is this is how I wake up, guys. <laughs> she has finally decided to join me. And Janet will never, ever do Overcomer Hour. Never say <laughs> it, ever. She likes to be behind, Janet just says, like I do. Good morning. This is what my my next day of VBS looks like. I am so glad you finally decided to step up and answer the Lord's call. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, this is what I get to wake up to every morning. Oh. This bliss. Alright. Uh, And Stephanie says Anna too. I think that'd be a great tree. The first time ever. Well, not the first time. Anna could totally. But the what? uh, First time in a long time, a trio doing the Overcomer Hour. Janet Dilla, Jessica Cofer, and Anna. You know what? Let's throw Terry Yurik in there too. Sure. Oh, she's gonna. Terry would love to be right in front of everybody, in front of the world on the internet. That'd be hilarious. Uh, (laughs) So um, can I tell you how that would go? Anna would talk. Uh, Janet would look mad. <laughs> Terry would be like this, and Jessica would probably just try and not even be in the shot. So it would be great. Uh, Terry says, "Oh no," <laughs> uh, and Stephanie says, "Yes, lady trio or quad quadro or whatever you would call it." So. Let's get that going. Start praying for that right now. We're going to have an all-ladies Overcomer Hour next week from Westport, and it's going to be... Next week, I'm on vacation. What the yeah. heck? All <laughs> right. So we'll have to do it when Jess... Jess is going on her 19th vacation of the year, uh, so uh, we'll have to do it when she gets back. All right. So we talked about BBS. We talked about Ride for Rocky. We talked about the ladies' retreat. Uh, is there anything else you think we can We talked about how you're in the dog house? Dog? No, 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 no. so it's okay. I still sleep in my own bed when I'm in the dog house, so I'm okay with it. True. Uh so that's alright. But if there's anything else, I can't think of anything else. Uh so uh, let's pray again. Let's pray for these events. Uh pray for everybody online and pray for the ladies' overcomer hour. Uh the ladies. We got to think of a cool name for that. Why am I shaking my head yes to that? We're going to leave it up to Janet or uh, maybe Becca to come up with a name. What are we going to call that? Uh, Ladies Overcomer Our Power. (laughs) No? Okay. Uh, So, Lord, we do want to pray for VBS tonight and a prayer for the ride for Rocky. That uh, is a huge success as it always is. Uh, Lots of money raised uh, for the church, Benevolence Fund, and for Carnival and two great causes. And we do pray for the Ladies Retreat. Lord, I pray that it's a huge success. Uh, Lord, that uh, it's a great turnout. Ladies get to to get closer to you. Uh, If they don't know you, uh, through the gospel shared at that Ladies Retreat, they come to know you. People that need to get baptized, get baptized. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lord, as we get back and get into your word, we want to learn about how to get back into freedom uh, with you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, So Becca says, Tonight for BBS is crazy hair or alien well i've already got the crazy hair you got there and so. <laughs> i do too but i've got it covered with my hat uh so crazy hair or alien i wonder what our, what do you think sadie and brock's gonna do oh gosh i don't say probably won't do anything no she probably don't no so we'll see all right so freedom we've been talking all about freedom this month obviously the first week was physical freedom uh the independence day Uh, The freedom, the great country of the United States of America that we have. Uh, Then we talked about spiritual freedom. And I was in, what were we in last week, Acts 16, uh, when Paul and Silas were in prison. And they started uh, singing hymns and praising the God at midnight, praising God at midnight. And then the whole prison walls were shaken. Uh, All the prisoners were set free. The jailer says, oh, man, everybody's free. I'm going to kill myself because they're just going to kill me anyways. Paul says, no, don't kill yourself. We're all still here. And then the jailer goes, how must, how can I get the freedom that you have, the joy that you have? What must I do to be saved? Paul leads that man to the Lord. Then they go to the man's house. His whole family gets saved. The man gets baptized. His whole family gets baptized. So um, we were talking about this last night. God can take any situation, whatever your situation is right now where you think it can't get any better or that God has forgotten about you or how you don't know how God can get you out of the situation, God can take every one of those situations and turn them into glory for him because here's my first statement question of the day. God has gotten you this far, hasn't he? Those situations that you said, God, if you get me out of this one, I will be at church on Sunday. And he gets you out of it, and you weren't at church on Sunday. And God, if you get me out of this or this, or God, this will be the last time, just get me out of this. And he got you out of those. Or that car wreck, or that illness, or that relationship, or that situation where you thought you messed up so bad, God could never forgive you or get you out of this. He forgave you. He got you out of it anyways. Mm -hmm. So why Are you doubting him now? Why are you doubting that he can't get you out of this situation? Why do you think this situation is worse or is too big for God when he got you out of the other situations? Uh, So think about that. Shannon Moody is on Good Morning to You. So here's what I want to do. I titled this Get Back to Freedom. And I actually did this study. Uh, it's actually part of the Revelation study I'm doing out at Moscow Mills. It's every Wednesday. Not this Wednesday, though, because we have DBS. Uh, so no Bible study tonight. But every Wednesday night, I have a Bible study out at Moscow Mills at 6 p.m. If you're looking for a Bible study, come on out. Uh, and we're studying Revelation. We're just now getting into Roman, or Romans. Revelation chapter 2, talking about the seven churches uh, that is talked about. And uh, the first church that is talked about. Is the church in Ephesus? And yes, that's the letter to the Ephesians. Uh, they're talking about the church in Ephesus, and what happened to the church in Ephesus was they were on fire for the Lord. They were doing great things. They were um, they were uh, uh, they were doing the true gospel. They were getting people saved. They were getting people baptized. They were uh, worshiping the Lord in truth and in spirit. They were doing everything. Exactly the way Jesus wanted church to do it. But then they about 10 years ten years after the start of the church, they start to kind of turn and they forget where they came from. They forget uh certain things. They start doing traditions instead of relationships. Mm-hmm. They let religion in the church and they forgot to they forgot about the relationship. Alright, so we're gonna talk about how, how easy it is or how quick we can forget that we're free and we can fall into the trap of religion, meaning I'm only going to church because that's just what I have to do on Sunday. I'm only praying because I have to pray because that's what the Bible says to do. No, no, no. You, you pray because you want God to speak back to you. You pray because God wants to hear from you. So if you feel like you've gotten into a routine and church has become a routine, a routine and praying has become a routine, and reading, reading your Bible has become a routine where you just do it, you don't really remember what you read, you're just reading because you you read every day at 5 o'clock and you're not downloading what you're reading, then this message is for you. We need to get out of the routine, we need to get out of the religion, and we need to get back into a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not saying you've lost your salvation or anything like that. Don't say, the pastor says, I lost myself. No, no, no. You haven't lost your salvation. If you're born again, you were born again, you were grafted in, you were sealed into the new Jerusalem, the kingdom, the new kingdom of Israel. When you die, when you take the last breath, your next breath is in heaven. If you're born again, what I'm saying is, is that you've been serving them so long, or maybe you've just go you're going through the motions and you've lost the heart. Your heart is not in it anymore. It's become a routine. How do I get my heart back in it? That's what we're going to talk about. And the person that tells us how to do it is Jesus Christ himself in the book of Revelation. Everybody, oh, this is the revelation of John. No, no, no. This is the revelation that was revealed to Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then Jesus Christ gave it to the angels, and the angel gave it to John. So God gave it to Jesus. Jesus gave it to the angel the angel gave it to John. John gave it to the seven churches. That's how Revelation went. And if you want to know how do you learn that, well, if you read Revelation, it tells you how it got to John. All right, here we go. Uh, Kathy McNamara, good morning to you. We've been praying. We just prayed for you in the deacons meeting and praying for you and uh, your situation. Glory to him. Forgive uh, me, my gluttony. Uh, Gary says heartfelt. Yes, that's it. We're going to talk about the heart. Gary, you've been my notes. Uh no have to hear. I need my Lord. Yeah, that's right. No have to hear. I need my Lord Jesus. He is my Savior. So, everybody out there, uh, right now on Facebook Live, if you have a friend or family member that you feel has gotten away from the Lord, that they know the Lord, that they serve them, but they've kind of fallen away or they've lost track, or you feel like their joy has been taken from them. Like it feels like they have no freedom in their worship anymore. It's more of a, of uh, their worship is more of like a uh, a law, the Old Testament law where you must, you must, you must. Yes, you must worship God, and you must pray to Him, and you must read His Word, but you don't do it with a must. You don't do it with a have-to attitude. you got to do it with a grateful attitude. You get... <coughs> you get to serve God, you get to pray, you get to read his word. So we're going to get into uh, Revelation chapter 2. So if you're following along at home, Revelation chapter 2. And the first thing I want to say is so many people are afraid to read Revelation for a couple different reasons. Number one, uh, they're afraid of what it says in there. Like, oh my gosh, there's, there's dragons and there's uh, serpents and there's There's trials, there's tribulation, there's damnation, there's all this. Yes, that's true. And if you're not a born-again believer, that's very scary. You should be very scared of that stuff if you're not a born-again believer. But if you are a born-again believer, follower of Christ, this whole book of Revelation is meant to be an encouragement to you. It is an encouraging book if you're a born-again believer because it lets you know that no matter what happens, there's going to be crazy, crazy, crazy things that happens in this world, but take heart. You're going to be okay. You are on the right team. You are on the team, the winning team, the Jesus Christ team. You're going to be okay. And and uh, The revelation of Jesus Christ, from God to Jesus to the angel to John, says let them know what's going to happen, but let them know that they're going to be okay. So that's exciting news. Uh, Let's see. Uh, screw up. It's alright. I'll get this. Uh, let's see. Okay. Gloria says, That's ready. I have crazy hair. Uh, Kathy says, Thank you. I have an appointment today. Praying for that. Uh, amen. Uh, we win in the end. Amen. Amen. Alright. So, if you, again, make a phone call. Have a text. Say, Get on Overcomer Hour now because I have the plan for you to get back on track with Jesus Christ. And the plan is, The plan that Jesus Christ himself gives us. So here we go. Turn to Revelation chapter 2. It is the letter from Jesus to the angel of the church in Ephesus. And again, there is all kinds of symbology and numbers in Revelation. But the key is, do not get lost in the symbolism and the numbers and everything else in Revelation. Don't miss the main message by getting confused by all the numbers and symbology, yes, the numbers are and symbols are there for a reason. But don't miss the message of Jesus Christ. All right, don't don't get confused about that. That's why a lot of people don't read Revelation because they get number they get confused about the numbers and the symbology and what this represents and this and this and this. Let's just read the script and, and get into it. Uh, Tiffany Short, good morning to you. Uh, Joey McCord, good morning to you. All right. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, the words, and this is in red letters. So Jesus the Christ is speaking in red letters. Here we go. He says, to the angels, or to the angel of the church in Ephesus, right? So he is saying, John, he is, again, he is imprisoned on the island of Patmos when Jesus Christ gives him this revelation through the Holy Spirit. He says, John, to the angel of the church in Ephesus, right. The words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lamp, lampstands. Real quick, the seven stars are the seven angels, or some say the seven pastors, of these seven churches we're going to learn about in Revelation. The seven lampstands are the seven churches of the, uh, in the book of Revelation we're going to learn, learn about. Uh, Ephesus, Smyrna, Philadelphia, uh, that's just a few of them. So the seven stars are the seven uh, angels or the seven pastors of the seven churches, which are the seven lampstands. And again, if you're familiar with Revelation, uh, Jesus goes on to say, if you don't serve me, if you, if you lose your Holy Spirit, I, uh, if you don't serve me the way you should, I will remove my lampstand from your church, which is the Holy Spirit. So if you're not doing things, running your church Through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, then Jesus will remove that lampstand, and you no longer have a church. You just have a social club. If the power of the Holy Spirit is not running your church, you do not have a church. You just have a gathering. Brad and Shaw, the battle has to be fought, but the victory is secure, and it is the Lord's. Amen. All right, here we go. Verse 2. I know your works. Jesus Christ knows your works as an individual. He knows your family's works. He knows your church's works. He sees all and is all. So he can see what's going on. Yes, even when the doors closed. Yes, even when you turn off the lights, Jesus Christ still knows what's going on. He's still there. I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance. Again, he's speaking to the church in Ephesus. And how you cannot bear... With those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found them to be false. So Jesus says, man, you've been doing a pretty good job because there's been some people that have come up in your church proclaiming a gospel that is false. They are preaching a lying and false word in your church. And you call them out and you said that's blasphemy. You are not going to preach that lying stuff in this church. And you kicked them out. He says, you are doing a wonderful job. And these seven churches are a precursor of things to come in the church today. The church age is, is, is upon us. And Jesus says, these things that are happening in these churches right now, they're going to go on for churches throughout the church age. So let me think here. Are there churches out there, in the? let's just say, in the United States of America, that are preaching a gospel that is contrary to the word of Jesus Christ. Yes, they are absolutely churches out there that are preaching a gospel, uh, a, a so-called gospel that is false doctrine, that is contrary to the word of God. And here, here's a, uh, an eye-opening statement I'm going to make. They can be preaching every word out of God's word truthfully, except for one word, and that word is sin. If they're not preaching on sin, if they are not preaching on what sin is, if they're not preaching on that sin leads to death from eternal separation from God, if they're not preaching that homosexuality is a sin, if they're not preaching that lying is a sin, that murder is a sin, that, that racism is a sin, if they're not preaching that a sin is a sin and the wages of sin is death, that if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you will be cast into a place called hell when you die that they are not preaching the full gospel and they are lying to the congregations. Yep. That is a false doctrine church. If you are not preaching every word of this Bible and you're not adding your own opinion and you're not taking away something that will be offensive to people in the church and they won't come to your church anymore because you preached on sin and it scares them, why do I keep doing air quotes? I don't know. My, my daughter, sleep, asks, right? yeah, my daughter goes, sleep, Dad, why are you doing this so much? Anyways, back to it. If you, if the church is not proclaiming the gospel front to back, Genesis to Revelation and preaching everything in it, then they are a false doctrine church that Jesus is speaking about right now, and they do not have the Holy Spirit and, and uh, guiding their church anymore, and they are no longer a church, and Jesus will remove that lampstand. Now, if you have people that are trying to infiltrate your church with another doc- doctrine, or another gospel, or another book that's not the Bible, you need to confront those people and rebuke whatever teaching they're trying to teach and, and lead them to Christ and teach them the true gospel. And if they're not willing to accept that, they need to get out of your church because you can't let a little leaven leaven the whole alone. That means you're letting a little false doctrine into your church, and before you know it, it's spread like wildfire in your church. And you say, how did this doctrine get in here? Because you allowed it in there. You didn't call it out when it was being taught or when it was being said. You need to squash it. You need to grab another brother or sister in Christ and confront that individual that's trying to spread that blasphemy in your church. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you did the right thing, Ephesus. Some people are trying to come in and spread it false doctrine, a false gospel and you confronted them and you made sure that nonsense was not allowed in the church of God. Amen. So Jesus is praising them right now. Uh, Roxanne says, that is why I love my church so much. Trust in the Bible uh, I Truth have been to. to. Truth in the Bible I have been to. Dennis Shriver says, good morning from hot Arizona. And he says, amen. And Dennis, I just read a story or a report that said that Arizona or some part in Arizona has been over 110 degrees for the 19th straight day. It's like a record. 110 days hot, uh, 110 degrees hot over 19 days. And people say, well, it's a dry heat. It's not humid. Who cares? It's 110 crazy. degrees is hot. I was based in 29 Palms, California. It would it'd get up to 110, 115. It's hot. Hot is hot. Yeah. Uh, so we're praying for you down there, Dennis. Uh, it is hot. All right, so back to the scripture. So he says there's been false teachers, false doctrine that's been trying to get into your church. You recognize it. And how do you recognize false doctrine? You read the true word. You read the true doctrine and you preach that and that will cast out all those false teachers. And the Bible talks about false prophets. Beware the false prophets. And how do you know they're false? Because you test their spirit. You test the Holy Spirit against whatever spirit that they're they're trying to bring in. And you allow the Holy Spirit to, to bring light on that spirit and cast it out of your life and your church. Alright. Uh, Tina says, I've seen that it's an oven. I've seen it last longer. Alright. Uh, I know your works, your toil. Uh, you have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. Um, you gotta do it in love. Alright, you gotta do it in love. You have to do it with scripture. So if, if you find somebody out there, a, a loved one or a family member or a friend that, that says they're born again and again, you cannot judge their salvation. Uh, they may be born again, but the Bible's very clear that you're going to know them by their works, by the fruit that they bear. All right. So, again, you can't judge their salvation, but Pastor Pat calls them uh, head scratchers where, man, you say you're a Christian, but you ain't talking like you're a Christian you're not acting like you're a Christian you're not um, you don't you're not bearing the image of Christ and don't get me wrong none of us are perfect and all of us have those times where we lo- lose our dang mind and, and maybe uh, we get and in, in, uh, the spirit of flesh gets uh, better of the Holy Spirit that's in us and maybe we let that word fly or that anger come out and, and but the key is is you recognize it you turn from it and you repent we're going to be talking about that. Um been there and agreed with the hot is just hot. Yeah, same in Vegas. So um, how do you confront those people that say they're apostles or they're followers of Christ that are not? You you, follow, you You let them know in love that they're not acting like followers of Christ. They're not presenting the true gospel. And if they don't take your advice, then you need to take them out of the church to where they don't allow... You don't allow that word to spread like wildfire in your church. You say, man, that's not the true gospel of Jesus Christ. That does not belong here in church. So if you're going to continue to spread that lie, you need to go do it somewhere else. Then oh, I almost poked you.
1: Yeah. All right, here
0: we go. So, so then Jesus goes on, but here we go. This is the one thing that Jesus has against the church in Ephesus. But I have this against you that you have abandoned the love of. You have had at first. So Jesus is saying, This is the one thing that you've abandoned. The love you had for me at first. Mm-hmm. So here's my question: Do you remember the day you got saved? Do you remember that feeling? And that I'm not just saying it's a feeling or it's an excitement, it's a download of the Holy Spirit in your life. Do you remember the day? You gave your life to the Lord. Do you remember where you were? Do you remember where God rescued you from? Do you remember the issues that you thought you could never beat or the addictions or the alcohol or the the, uh, mental anguish you were going through? Do you remember the day that you gave your life to Christ and it seemed like everything got better? And, And maybe all those things didn't immediately go away, but you knew that now... Jesus was going to work through you that that things were going to get better do you remember that feeling that you had that day that that love that you had for Christ that's what Jesus is saying to the church of Ephesus is you've lost I don't want to say cliche sound cliche by that that song but you've lost that love and feeling you forgot you've lost that love that you used to have for me so long because <clears throat> you you've You've grown weary. You've, you've gotten away from that love. You you don't pray the way you used to pray. You pray now just because you ought to. Or you don't read the Word because you want to grow from it. Now you just read the Word just to read. You don't uh, witness like you used to. You don't love people like you used to because you've let the world um, kind of bring you down a little bit. And you've let that freedom you used to have in Christ, you used now it kind of seems like it's no longer... Uh, A relationship with Christ. Now it just kind of became a routine, routine, right? Where you don't get to go to church, you got to go to church. You don't get to serve at BBS tonight, you get, you got to. There, you can change your whole attitude, and everybody knows this with one word: quit saying you got to and start saying I get to. I get to go to church. I get to read my Bible. I get to pray. Because guess what? If you go across, across the ocean and you go into to countries like Iraq and. And in Afghanistan, where I've been there, personal experience, if you're a Christian, they'll kill you. They will kill you dead in the street if you proclaim the name Jesus Christ. They have to take little slivers of the Bible, little sections of the Bible, hide them in their shoe, go for miles and miles and miles, meet underground in a bunker, then take out a little part of Scripture, put it together with other people that have a part of Scripture, and they may have two, two sentences, two verses of Scripture, and they love reading and they risk their lives just to read two scriptures and today in the world I, i see bibles on the floor i see I see bibles ripped up i see all kinds of stuff because we've forgotten our first love that we have for christ and jesus says that's the one thing that i have against you is you've forgotten what it means to have a true relationship with me now, again, I'm not saying that you've lost your salvation. I'm just saying that Jesus wants you to get back on fire for him when you date, when you're married. So me and my wife have been married going on 12 years. We've gone up, uh, known each other for 13 or 14 years. There's times in our relationship where we realize, hey, we need to go on a date. You know, that doesn't mean I love her any less. That doesn't mean that I think our, our marriage is a, a routine. But sometimes it can be because we get in the routine of going to work. We get in the routine of of uh, going to kids' games or this or that. But every once in a while, you need to take time out and get back in love. I, you don't know, haven't lost your love, but you got to find and and let your wife know that you love her more than ever. Let your husband know that you love him more than ever. And just that time away, that alone time with your spouse, and that will do wonders. The same thing, more importantly, with Jesus Christ. Maybe you found that you're doing so much stuff for Christ that you've forgotten about spending time with Christ. Mm-hmm. God, I'm going to BBS every night, and God, I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and I'm witnessing, and I'm handing this out, and I'm doing this. But he says, yeah, but when's the last time you spent, spent some alone time with me? When's the last time me and you have gotten to download in each other? Mm-hmm. That's first. You need to keep me first. We're going to talk about that. Uh... Kitty Pools, uh, let's see here. Dennis says, I got baptized in the Merrimack River. Praise God for that. Roxanna, yes, most wonderful day of my life. Uh, Tina, BBS 1968. Praise God for that, Tina. Uh, such a privilege to be free in the United States. Uh, amen. That we get to. Got to get passionate for the Lord. So, Jesus says you've abandoned your first love. Let's keep on going. So, Jesus says if you, you abandoned, remember you forgot about the love for me. He gives you three steps, three steps <clears throat> to get back on track with him. He lays it out. He doesn't say, well, now you got to figure out how to fix it. No, Jesus says this is how you fix it. So if you're taking notes at home, I'm not going to be able to go through all of these um, scriptures, but I want you to write these scriptures down. Write them down. Read them. Put them in your wallet and put them in your phone, put them in your purse to where they're easy and accessible because there's going to be a day where you're like, man, I just don't feel like me and God are on high." eye. And trust me, God didn't go anywhere. You have lost sight of what God's trying to do in your life that day, that week, that month, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So put these three bullet points in your phone, in your purse, in your wallet, wherever you need to have them, on your fridge, on the door before you walk outside. All right, number one, remember, Jesus says to remember, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, all right, and Titus 3, 1 through 7, you know what, we're, we're going to go through it all anyways, I think we got 10, 11 minutes, so first one, Jesus says remember, so write down, um, you can write down how to get back to freedom, or how to get God back first in my life, or whatever you want to put for your heading, and then put, number one, put remember. And again, this is not Pastor Aaron's opinion. This is what Jesus Christ himself said. This is how you get back uh, on track with me. Number one, remember, and then put Titus 3, 1 through 7. And we're going to turn to Titus 3, 1 through 7, and we're going to read it. So number one, Jesus says, remember. And it says, remind them... uh, to be submissive to the rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to be uh, speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. Here we go. Remember, for we ourselves were once foolish. Do you remember how foolish you were? Do you remember how blind you were? Do you remember how shackled and enslaved you were to sin? Do you remember? For we ourselves were once foolish. Have you ever been foolish? Disobedient. Have you ever been disobedient? Led astray slaves to various passions and pleasures. Passing our days in malice and envy. Hated by others and hated one another. And that's the one that got me. I was hated by everybody because I hated them. I hated everybody first and that made them hate me back. So, then it says, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. So, yeah, you were were a wretched, vile, nasty, hateful, sinful, prideful, envious, ignorant, rude person. You were. So was my wife. So was I. But guess what? Then it says, but. The goodness and loving kindness of our God, our Savior, appeared. Remember today what God has set you free from. Mm-hmm. If you remember where you came from, it's a lot easier to be proud and praise God for where you're at today. Sometimes we get mad or we wonder why God isn't. Well, God, how come you haven't given me given me a million dollars? Or God, how, how come you haven't given me that perfect spouse? Or God, how come that God of this? How come God's forgotten me. Really? God has forgotten you? How about you remember where God has brought you from? Mm-hmm. That'll set you straight. You want to get in a good mindset today? Remember where God has gotten you from. Remember where you were this time last year, five years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. You think you're in a better spot today, physically, financially, spiritually, mm-hmm. uh, mentally? I know I am. For sure. And you may not have a million dollars, You don't want a million dollars. You can go crazy with a million dollars. You wind up in more mess than you are now. God blesses you in every way imaginable. And sometimes we're so in such a bad attitude and such a bad spirit that we don't realize that God is blessing us anyways. You know, I was speaking to somebody the other day and uh, they're in a bad attitude, bad mood. And I, I don't know why this, this, why is God this? I said, are you healthy? He said, yeah. I said, there are people all throughout this church that you go to, and I'm being real with the guy. This is somebody that I can be very straightforward with. I said, there are people that would give anything to be healthy like you are right now at this moment. There's people struggling with cancer, kids with cancer, uh, addictions, and this and this and this, and you're complaining about this. And he said, oh my gosh, you're right. He said, I have so much to be grateful for, but I'm complaining about the things I don't have and I'm not praising for the things I have. Let me tell you where that's going to get you. Absolutely nowhere. You're going to get in a pity party and God doesn't bless pity parties. God bless faithfulness. God blesses thankfulness. God blesses uh, a a grateful heart. So God, number one, you want to get back on track with God, remember where he brought you from. Because you weren't perfect before but now in Christ you are perfect. Amen? All right, I'm sure there's a lot of people reclining to this. Uh, let's see here. Do not deny that you know and love Jesus. Uh, amen, yes. Uh, Becca, the Lord may put in your heart to pray for someone and you don't do it. That is a missed opportunity. Amen. Gloria says praise him. Uh, that's right. All right, so number one, remember Titus 3, 1 through 7. Then Jesus goes on to say, uh, let me get back to Revelation. Uh, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, fallen, repent number two is repent and do the works that you did at first i remember when i got saved and i I remember before i got born again um me and my girlfriend at the time uh she bought me a bible or we went out and bought a bible and we got those things that tells you where the uh, the book markers and um we were in my living room and we were putting the bible together and I was so excited to read the Bible and learn this and all these new things and what God was going to speak to me. And I still wasn't even born again yet. But I, and then you get born again, and you you're, you feel like the weight of the world is off your shoulders. And then now you have a friend in Jesus. You don't feel like you're going through anything alone anymore. And um, and now maybe you you don't really read your Bible to 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 learn from it or to apply it. You just read it because that's kind of what you do in the morning with your coffee. It's become uh, a routine. Well, Jesus says repent and do the works that you did at first. Mm-hmm. So number one, what is repent? Repenting is not saying, oh, I'm sorry. Repenting is acknowledging and having a heartfelt disgust for what you just did, what you just said, uh, what how you just acted, what you just thought. It is a disgust in your heart. For you coming against what God says, and then you take that disgust, you you uh, acknowledge it uh, to the Lord, and then you turn from it. You turn 180 from it, and you don't even want to look at it anymore. It's so nasty and distasteful to you because you know it, it is disturbing to the Lord that you turn from it, and you never go back to it. That, what it, that is what repentance is. It is not just saying, sorry, I'm probably going to do it again. But I'm just saying sorry because that's what I need to do. Repentance is a distaste, a, discern, a, dis, uh, a disturbance in your heart for what you just did. A deep felt remorse for, for uh, offending a one true God and turning from it and facing back towards God. Ezekiel 18, 21 through 23. What time is it? So it's probably 8.58. Um, uh, do we got time? We got time. All right we got time. Ezekiel, let's go to Ezekiel 18, 21 through 23. So write down, remember, Titus 3, 1 through 7, number 2, repent. Ezekiel 18, 21 through 23. Uh, let me find it real quick. All right, what did I say? 18, 21 through 23. It says, uh, but if a wicked person turns away from all the sins that he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does what it is just and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None. Let me say that again, church family. None of the transgressions that he has committed shall be remembered against him. Do not let the enemy say, you have sinned too much, you have fallen too far away from God. He will not forgive you, he will not accept you back. So, when you repent, when you truly repent, God does not remember what you just did. He turns a blind eye to it, because he no longer sees you, he sees his son Jesus through Christ. Mm-hmm. Repent, 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 and turn from your wicked ways. And it says right here, that all his sins he has committed and keeps... He shall surely live. None of the transgressions that he has committed shall be remembered against him. Do not let the enemy keep um, get you to keep looking in the past, thinking that God's not going to forgive you for those things. Again, it is not a past to, to sin and do whatever you want because not God's not going to uh, God's not going to remember it. No, no, no. It's not a hall pass to sin and do whatever you want. It is a whole pass to freedom to where you can remember that the things I used to do, the whole person I used to be, is no longer counted against me. Right. And again, we're not perfect, we're gonna mess up. So when you do mess up, repent, turn, and, and accept that forgiveness from Christ. Do not let the enemy hold it over your head and say, you know what, you're not the sa- you're you're the same person you used to be. You're not different. You're still a heathen like you he used to be. You're still a, a hater and, and you're still uh, an alcoholic and you're still a drug addict. And you say, no, I'm not. I am a child of Christ. I am a new creation in Christ. Then uh, it says, amen. Also, God tests you and there are trials and tribulations and there are different seasons. It's important to keep them. Amen. So one thing I'm going to say, and I agree with everything that Dennis said, but it is not God that tests you. God allows Satan test you. Remember, Job, he says, devil, what are you doing? Satan, what are you doing? He says, oh, just going to and fro, finding somebody to come against. And God says, well, have you considered my servant, Job? And and Satan says, well, of course he's going to praise you and serve you. Look how blessed he is. Look how blessed you have made him. And God says, you know what? You can do whatever you want to him, but don't kill him. And he ends up losing his family, his livestock. Boils coming over his skin. His own wife says to curse the God that he served. And through Job's faith, he gets blessed fivefold. And, and Dennis, and again, that's it, I see what I saw exactly what you're saying with the saying, the testing and all that things, the, the temptation. That's right. Through through our finances, test me with your first fruit. Yes. So, Amen, Dennis. I love the amen. comment. Uh, the devil. God allows the devil to test us, and through our faith in God, we get steadfast. So, great comment. Uh, I love that, Dennis. Uh, and then Ezekiel 18, 30 through 32. Repent and turn. Remember what I was saying? I'm not just giving you my opinion on what you should do to get back on track with God. This is what God's Word says. Repent and turn from your transgressions. Don't just repent and keep doing it. Repent and turn away from them lest iniquity be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord God. So turn and live. Don't just give up the things that you want to give up. Give up all the things that God wants you to give up. Say, God, I'm going to give up my addiction. I'm going to give up this and this, but I want to keep my anger. Because sometimes it just feels good to yell at people. No, no, no. If you're going to cast it at Jesus' feet, you need to get rid of everything that is not of God. The anger, the hate, the malice, the envy, the jealousy, all of it. You need to get rid of it all. Why would you want to hang on to any of that junk you used to do when you were serving the enemy? That's what the enemy wants you to do. He says, "Take, keep it all. Keep it all. Remember how good it feels to yell at people and be mad at people? No, it just gets me into a bunch of trouble. And it makes me a person that people don't want to like. Jesus says, repent, get a new heart, a new spirit, because God wishes that no man shall perish. It's not just in the New Testament. All the way back in Ezekiel, God says, for I have no pleasure in the death of anyone. He says, so turn and live. All right. So we've got, remember, Titus 3, 1 through 7. Repent, Ezekiel 18, 21 through 23. In Ezekiel 18 30 through 32. And if we go back to Revelation chapter 2, what's the last thing that Jesus says to do? He says, You need to re- remember where you came from, remember what I've rescued you from, you need to repent from your evil doings. And then he says, If I not, if not, I will come and remove your lampstand um, from its place. Yet, uh, let's see, remember that you repent, uh, if it. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm catching up here. Remember, therefore, from you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Yet, this you have. You hate the works of the Nicoletians, which I also hate. Um, he has an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant the tree of life. Return. So through all that, he says return. Remember, repent. In return, you say, well, what do you mean return? Return means keep God first in everything you do. The way you got uh, away from the Lord or the, the way you've lost your freedom in Christ is because, uh, and not your salvation, just the freedom you feel through Christ, is you've forgotten to keep God first in whatever area you you find yourself lacking. And Matthew 6.33, that's the one verse that I put down for return. Matthew 6.33 Uh, seek Christ, seek God and all His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Alright? So, you need to keep God first in your prayer life, keep God first in your health, keep God first in your finances, keep God first in your marriage, keep God first at your work, keep God first at your church, keep God first in your house, and so on and so on. In every situation, you need to keep God first. So, if you want God to be first in your life, you got to put God first in your life. He's not gonna He's not gonna impose His will on you. That's why we have what is called free will. You have a choice to serve the flesh or to serve the Holy Spirit. In everything you say, in everything you think, in everything you act, uh, you have a choice. You're either gonna obey the flesh or you're gonna obey God. So remember where you came from. Repent from your wicked ways. And return to God. Keep Him first in every area of your life. Mm -hmm. I'm out of breath. How about you? Yeah. Okay, again, this is not my opinion. This is what Jesus said to do in Revelation chapter 2. Again, if you're wanting to study the book of Revelation, come join us at Moscow Mills, 6 o'clock Wednesday nights. Not this Wednesday because we're at VBS. Starting back up next Wednesday, uh, I believe, excuse me, we are finishing up The church church in Smyrna. So we talked about Ephesus. We're in Smyrna. We're not too far in Revelation. So if you want to study the book of Revelation, come on out. Guys, BBS tonight, 6 o'clock, doors open. You don't want to miss it. Something for the youngest all the way to the oldest. Uh, Something for the whole family. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. I look forward. uh, Hopefully, we'll see the ladies here running over Overcomer Hour in the next week or two. Uh, So uh, love you all. look forward to seeing you tonight. Bye-bye.